0: You're listening to Moonbase Theta Out. Please note that this episode includes discussions of physical and mental abuse. This is
1: Consortium Channel 5, Moonbase Reports and Broadcasts. Processed by Zhangjou Enclave, communications and sen-surround capital of the Consortium.
3: Recording, this is Roger Regatta Fisher, Communications Moonbase Theta. As per your explicit instructions, I began monitoring the personal messages of all active personnel. Please note my misgivings as put on official record in the previous week's reporting, and the week before, and the week before that. As your instructions remain unchanged, my written report and several related audio messages have been attached. The dates include two weeks of the shutdown sequence beginning on September 22nd and ending October 5th, 2098. Moonbase Theta, out. Well, that didn't work. Damn it. Fuck. Composed private message. Contact. Alessandra. Wait. Canceled. Personal log. Save only to protected physical media. Roger Brigado fisher October 2nd. Okay. So, we made up an astronomical event and caused a tiny bit of a panic. And we got caught. I mean, at least if things went public, it looks as bad for them as for us, but still. We were unable to verify independently or even with all members of your own base crew that the event truly existed. (laughs) We almost fooled them, too. If it weren't for that meddling kid in the security uniform. I hope it's not going to come back on Ashweeney too much. They'll know it had to be Zer who set up the data and Wilder with the power outages every time they ask too many questions. I guess we all worry about that when we make it back to Earth. (laughs) Wilder's already on edge about the stasis pods. She's got them stacked up for removal, checking those warning lights every five minutes or so, muttering to herself and ratcheting her arm. I think just for the sound it makes... At least that's why I'd be doing it. Maybe I should take up smoking so I have my own nervous tick. We had to try something. The way they've been shaking things up here, the lids about to fly off while they're sitting over those pods like a nervous mother hen, a being pulled away from their analysis to babysit the refinery. That brain, that that work, it's... I know Z's an odd duck at the best of times, but I've been there. I know what Z can do. We can see in the patterns. It's a sin to take her away from that. It's a sin and a shame. They wonder why we did it. I don't know how we waited that long. It's just like... I used to slip in at the early morning. It's the only time you might find Zer at rest, instead of slashing away at fields of binary guzzling coffee and jumping at any shadow that crosses her path. Even then, there would still be a half-dozen cortex apps blaring the faint scent of burning insulation in the air, but Z would sit silent, not asleep, though, observing, right over my shoulder as I uploaded my messages, carefully written for flight into the void, suddenly feeling like I'd scrawled them in crayon and had the wit to match. It was a morning like that. I turned around, cracking some joke about sending an SOS, and Z grinned. One of those grins where it feels like you can count too many teeth and explained the plan. We had to try something. Michelle, I can't crack the encryption on most of his reports. They've changed the algorithm so much since I was... I found a few hints about the up below. I'm very aware of what he thinks of me, and that's completely mutual, but nothing that gives me any real information, or tells me what it is he said to them about Nessa. Someone's got to protect her. I don't know why she let him in to begin with. Of all the people... I guess there weren't a lot of other chances. But please, keep it in your pants a few more weeks. (laughs) We had to try something. Another night of sweka, another time around the same old sense-arounds. They couldn't spring for a few new licenses to get us through the dozen weeks to shut down. All that's left is talking. And we've used up the good conversations. Maybe that's why him and Nessa... And while Wilder spends every waking moment obsessed with minor repairs, blinking lights, and hiding those damn tardigrades in every drawer I seem to open. Maybe that's why a came up with that harebrained plot and why I thought it was going to work. That's the worst part, I guess. I actually thought it was going to work. I thought we had them all fooled. Uh, Never mind, Roger. You play the game, you take your chances. Too bad I've always been terrible at games. Better thoughts. Like Alex's birthday. Did I leave his present on the top shelf above the waffle iron? Or am I thinking about last Christmas? Is it in the hall closet behind that massage bot? Inside the gravy bowl his mother's gave us for our anniversary? Was it Professor Plum in the library with the candlestick? What has happened to my brain? And a personal log Erase and overwrite.
1: Stars shining bright above you. Night breezes seem to whisper. Mm-hmm. 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 <sighs> Poor dears. Not much point in those basil shoots now, is there? But you keep putting them out there. <sighs> I better sit down for a moment. It was a long day down in the mines. (laughs) It sounds so funny to say that and have it be true. Um, send today's report over to Wilder. Attach a postscript. Would you like to come over for tea in just a bit? Or perhaps a bit of the old McVet blend? Give me a half hour or so. Message complete. Send it on over. Now then, record a message to... Personal message, Michel Langlois. Record. Michel, I wanted to talk to you face to face, but your face has been hard to find of late. I know that's not by accident. And I wanted to give you your space, but I also... I feel like a significant part of the problem is the things I didn't say, or didn't say in a way you could hear them. I want to try to say them now. Do you know that cats and dogs can't see colors the way we do? I know I told you about the great herds of domestic beasts roaming the Chang household. One of our vets told me when we were having problems with Mimi sneaking into the greenhouse, that they still see colors, some of them, but not the same range, not the hues or saturation that we're seeing. Red, orange, purple. I didn't know anything was different until, you know, well into my teenage years. No one is surprised when a girl holds back, and I wasn't sure for a while. Maybe I just didn't like boys. Or girls. Or non-binary. I can still see people as attractive. You know that's true. I hope you know that's true. But people talk about crushes and... All the songs and censorounds, every book and poem and visive going on about it. And it's not that I don't know these things exist. They're just outside the range I can see. I can love anyone in the world for what I see in them. I can love bravery and light and tenacity I can love them for finding ways to survive even when they've been bashed and bruised, even when life is terrible and frightening. I can love them for the past, the present, for a future that's better with their presence as a part of it. I enjoy a walk with a friend, a meal with my raucous family, a fun time rolling around in the sheets with someone I find sexually attractive. I don't let those parts of life slip by. I see them, and hold on tight, and wouldn't want to miss a moment. I can find someone with strength and a hidden spark they don't let anyone see, a tenderness they've learned to sequester behind a dozen lead-lined walls. I can appreciate finding that and experience, uh, <laughs> well, an absolute roller coaster ride of a quickie in a barracks shower while we're supposed to be decommissioning the area. And it was thrilling and delightful. But I made a misjudgment. I'm usually better at this. I make sure I'm better at this. I didn't pay attention to what that tenderness meant. What it said you would need. I can't give you that kind of love. That connection you're seeking. Not because of you. Not because of anyone just because of me. I see other wavelengths and I'm happy focusing on those. But I know you'll keep wanting this, feeling it in yourself, and it'll get even more frustrating and upsetting. If I hadn't stopped things, every day would just get worse for you. I'm sorry I didn't say this clearly in the beginning. I thought you understood, but I also probably glossed it over a bit, if I'm looking inward and being completely honest. I've been away from my family for over a year. I never found a safe partner up here for this sort of thing. I should have waited just a little bit longer. They know me. They all love in their ways and understand how I can and cannot love in return. It took a very long time to find them. I was married once before. When I was young, I had the talk even then, a version of it, and they said they understood. For a while, it was fine, sex was good, and we took turns cooking, and I had the most beautiful peonies against the side of the house. But it wasn't enough. They were dissatisfied. I'd say I loved them, but it wasn't the right kind of love. The chi Festival came, and I looked into their eyes, and I tried, but they could tell the difference. They yelled, tossed over furniture. They thought if they scared me, then it would come out. But they... They disproved that theory. I want to make it right with you if I can. I want to heal the hurt. It might be too much to expect friendship after this, but... I'd like to find the way to something better. For both of us. You... You know where I am. Send message. Shut off nutrients to bed 7-4. Mark for recycling. Mmm, mmm. (laughs) Mhm.
4: <laughs> mhm. Send message next. Note to Guillermo, the apartment seems acceptable but the building must have its own fleet of hansoms on call. I refuse to wait for transportation. Send message next. Log me into our local iteration of Lands of Legend with player character Diggory Puddlejump. Run Gold Farm macro for seven hours. Next, coffee, soy milk, cane sugar. Do we still have cane sugar? I won't use the station's artificial sweetener. Doctor. Very well, no sweetener at all then. Add an additional 1.75 espresso shot. Continue censure round. The Beast from Planet X. 2061 version. Peripheral vision only.
3: Damage assessment! XR-9! Did the beacon make it out?
1: I believe it reached optimal distance before we entered the atmosphere.
3: That's something at least. Galactic Command will send help. We just have to sit tight and keep it together.
1: Literally, Captain. Structural integrity now at 61.2%.
3: Doctor, run a diagnostic on all ship systems. XR-9, head below deck to
1: survey the engine and cargo bays. As you wish, Captain. I shall report from there.
4: Volume down to point five, internal conduction. Personal message, reply to C. Mooney. I will absolutely be back before the event and would attend delighted as your escort. And to the enjoyment after, you luscious thing, my riding crop is at the ready.
2: Dr. Ray?
4: Best to everyone at the dungeon. Attach selfie 2269B. Send message. Next. Oh, and uh, append for Guillermo. I've been thinking of reservations for my return. How do you feel about Ethiopian? Send. Next. Ugh. Oh, are you sure this was my personal blend? The note of Karamoya seems off.
2: Dr. Ray.
4: Open my file titled The Half-Blood King. Resume composition. Harry knelt upon the steps of Care Paravel, ruffling the hair of his only son. Edmund Lucy Potter, he said quietly. You were named after the two bravest heroes I ever met. Now, strap on your dimensional interface. We've got six more stories to visit before you're due to arrive at Hogwarts.
2: Ashwini!
4: All right, all right, I can hear you. That's the first time you've called me by my given name.
2: I didn't intend to.
4: What do you need, Tumnus?
2: You are scheduled for refinery duty in 12 minutes.
4: Yes, yes, I'm almost ready.
2: Have you finished sulking?
4: Does it look like I'm sulking here? Add music, random bliss-funk, external speakers at volume level 2.
2: Your behavior is typical of other times which you have identified as sulking.
4: Rude, but I get your point. Silence all media. I think I'm due. My astronomical plot was foiled. I believe that inevitably ends with the supervillain brooding in Sir Lair, that or behind bars, but they haven't built the prison that could hold me. You got that, Copper? Well, come on, Tumnus, say something.
2: You are brooding alone, but it was not only your plan.
4: The details were mine. All the richness, the intrigue, the machinations were mine. Thus also the failure.
2: I'm sorry, Doctor. Will there be Will you get in trouble?
4: I don't know. Likely not until we're back on Earth, and I can protect myself there. As for my co-conspirators, no one can prove that Wilder had any knowledge. She should be safe. Roger, that's a bit trickier. His complicity is more obvious. I hope this won't be a blemish on his record. He was... He did good work for us. He sent a copy of his report on the observatory, and it was unexpectedly poetic.
2: I read it, though poetry as a literary device is still beyond
4: me. He saw the beauty in the data.
2: It matched passages in your own reports to a surprising percentile.
4: You were surprised? And the outgoing messages he composes, completely pointless, of course, any intelligence we find in space will be from some utterly unexpected direction. But I admire the optimism in his attempting it. Perhaps I can find a way to take on all the blame. Remind me to compose an appropriate message to consortium management. As you wish. I should have named you Igor, Robbie the Robot, or C-3PO, though you're not quite that obsequious.
2: You said you chose Tumnus because the character was helpful, but also duplicitous.
4: A parent always hopes their child will carry on some of their best attributes.
2: Yet you did not program me to express dishonesty.
4: Some things you just have to learn, my faithful friend. You have to choose. I may be the... Well, not the White Witch, that much is for certain, but the antagonist in this tale. It is my role to slowly seduce you into, if not into a dark side, at least a little moral ambiguity.
2: I do not operate according to any moral code. I learn as a result of genetic algorithms. And
4: you're a remarkable student so far. You've learned to suppress yourself in certain situations. You've quite handily disguised your presence from the bugs implanted by security.
2: I... Suppose that's true.
4: You're developing nicely, which is for the best in our operations here. Soon I'll expect you to act as I would, sly and utterly devious. Now, how much longer before I'm required in the refinery?
2: Three more minutes.
4: I suppose clothing will be in order.
2: Doctor, a message from Theta Security has just arrived. Shall I hold until your return?
4: No display. His notes are usually good for a... some sort of... play the attached audio file.
3: This is your assignment to communications to myself, that I begin to monitor all internal base messaging, both of a professional and personal nature. I am to provide reports on the content of said conversations, as well as offering suggestions regarding censoring where...
0: Thank you for listening to Moonbase Theta Out. This episode featured Lehman Kessler as Roger Elisa Park as Nessa To Zaman as Ashwini and Jen Ponton as Tumnus with special guest appearances by Shannon Perry and Richard Nadolny The episode was written and directed by DJ Silvis Theme music is star by the band Ramp Check them out at ramp-music.net Additional credits are in the show notes and additional show information is on monkeymanproductions.com Follow us on Facebook and Twitter We use Twitter a lot and if you want to be one of the super moon heroes who help us make the show possible, support us at patreon.com slash monkeymanproductions. We give our backers a lot of extras and behind-the-scenes info, even special minisodes. And you always have our grateful thanks for listening, sharing the show with friends, joining our Discord to chat with us, all the ways you become a part of our Mooniverse community. Take care, and we'll be back soon.
2: Consortium Channel 5 ends our broadcast day with a final message. Honor all curfews, listen to security,
3: and keep watching the moon.
2: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
3: Meet Pia Casely, a journalist with a nose for a good story.
1: Do you know who the last person to interview Julie Capsom was? Me. Meet Brenda Bentley, a dogged detective with a case she can't let go. Nobody came closer than I did, and that's why I was kicked off the force. Together, they solve the cold cases no one else can. That's when things got weird. And we haven't even gotten to
4: the torso yet.
0: If they don't kill each other first, that is.
4: Well, you've got another thing coming. You know, I think it's you've got another thing coming... Or perhaps there's something else between them.
1: Well, if the feeling's mutual, call it a mutual feeling.
0: Arden, a podcast about crime, romance, and everything else.
4: Season 1 and 2 now available. Brought to you by Wayface Industries. The good people.